Probably not. I love my jazz, though. I know you do. Hence the name. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. I'm Dave Lochran bringing you another edition. Full main slate coming up. 12 games. Got a lot to talk about. Joined as always by Ben Rasa at Jazz Raz DFS and Jordan Vanek at Jordan Vanek DFS on the Twitters. You can hit me up at Lafay underscore D as well. Ben, first things first, how'd Sunday go for you, man? It was all right. Uh, you know, I laid off the Browns, which was a win for me because normally I bet them in those type of games. But, you know, it's all a matter of perspective with the one and four o'clock games. I had really good some really good things working going into the four o'clock game. So of course your mind is like, which house should I get? Which car should I get? Cause it's all <laughs> going to connect. And then it's three, nothing at halftime of the Packers game. And you realize that uh, things are not working out on that front. So all in all, I think we saw a little more normalcy after the craziest week I can remember. And it was exciting to see some of these teams kind of regress like the Cardinals in, in particular. Get yeah. Them. Big regression. Baker Mayfield just isn't oh very God. good. He's just not very good. I mean, the thing about them, Jordan, and, and I've been thinking about this, is when it comes to the Browns, they really do feel like the type of team that if you go down by a score or two, you know, you go down by a couple of scores, they can't. They, they completely unravel. They're a type of team that will bludgeon you on the ground and will try and maintain pace. But you, they went down to the Cardinals. They got crushed. They go down last week to the Patriots, get crushed. If this team can't play in a neutral or favorable game script. I don't know if they have it. I don't know if they have it in them to, to compete. Yeah, no, the Browns, I mean, they're built to get a lead pound the rock and then let miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney just get to the passer. But if Jadavion Clowney have to, or has to try to stop the run, he's just not that type of defensive end. You saw Ramondre Stevenson just bully them. You saw even the Cardinals running backs bully them. Like this is a team that, they're not built with the firepower. It's 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 a different version of like what we thought about the Ravens in years past, where they weren't playing with a lead. Lamar Jackson wasn't going to be able to bring him back. Baker Mayfield is injuries in the passing offense. Like it's just not that type of uh, team, and it's shown. And hopefully, uh, game script great game script this week should work in their favor against the Lions. So. Yeah, it absolutely should. It's just who do we go to? Is is the question. <laughs> We'll talk about all of that, uh, but Ben, I did want to ask you first: are, are the Kansas City Chiefs who faced the Dallas Cowboys in the highest total game of the slate? Are they back? Was this an anomaly? Like I'm, I want to err on the side of they are back because we know a lot more of the team that we saw on on Sunday, or was it yeah, on Sunday, than we do of the team that we saw over the past you know handful of weeks. So I think what we know for certain, and uh, most people, I think thought this all the time was that it, it's still there there could be it may not be back permanently but we know that it's in there and they're going to have games like that even if it's sporadic instead of consistent so I think that much we know I think the opponent in some regards left a little to be desired uh, you know the Raiders are a team not just because of everything that's happened just in general uh, I think now they have had Kansas City's number in recent years so maybe you could look at it to that vantage point but the recency bias is going to be very, very interesting from a game theory perspective because that was an island game. No one got to benefit it from it, you know, in the main slate. And now you mentioned they come into a game here with a gigantic total. 
uh, everyone is buzzing about it. It's hard to imagine that people don't jump right back into what we've seen for years now. By the way, if you're not playing Byron Pringle on late slates, main uh, hey, showdown, what are you doing? Every touchdown he has this season is in a primetime game. It's ridiculous. It's all he's got. But every, every single time. Every single time. Anyway, we're happy to have you guys with us. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. We got uh, 12 games, and it's going to be a fun one because the positions are a lot more different than we, they've looked in recent weeks. And maybe I'm on an island here, but, but I think I might – for the first time in a while, getting that static. You gotta let me know yeah. about this beforehand. Uh, the uh, the the one the one thing I, the running backs man at the top. I actually like I, I like the wide receivers. I like the wide receivers at the top of the positions a little bit more. So are we good? Good, cool. Yeah, we're good. Uh, look, either way. We're going to talk about all of it position by position, but one more time. Thumbs up. Only takes a second. It helps us, as you know, combat those YouTube overloads. I don't just make this up. It's not like they're, they're hovering over us, uh, you know, benevolently, malevolently waiting to sabotage our streams. However, there is an algorithm here. And the more thumbs up, the more engagement, the more you guys comment down below. And I read all of them. And uh, the more you subscribe, it really does help us a ton to keep putting out free content. So thank you in advance. All right, Ben, let's go straight to uh, quarterbacks. We'll run through the positions here. And up top, I don't know how I get away. If I'm, if I'm paying up, if I'm paying up, and you and I haven't talked about this slate yet, so I don't know where you're at. I don't know where Jordan's at. If I'm paying up, you've got Lamar, you've got Murray coming back against Seattle, you have Mahomes against Kansas City or Dallas. If I'm paying up above 7K, for me, it's Josh Allen at the top. I love him against Indy. And then Mahomes and Dak Prescott. Like, to me, those are the three clear options. What about you? So, yeah, I mean, you've got two of them. In th that game is almost a separate situation. You're obviously going to be able to stack either side of it. People are going to do that uh, with both quarterbacks. You can go a Cowboy stack. You can go a Chief stack. I totally get that. Lamar, to me, is – I don't want to say he's the wild card because it's Lamar Jackson. But, you know, even just hearing your initial thoughts, you mentioned Josh Allen at home. Good spot, high team total. I totally get it. Everyone's drawn to that game. Lamar's got the Bears, but again, this is a guy that he's just so different because of his rushing ability, and we didn't see it in the the Thursday game. But now he's got the long week. It's the it's the mini buy. So maybe we see him return at flat eight. I'm always going to kind of lean there just because I love that. Just harder to build with him because the stack is not as obvious. So you've got kind of the best of both worlds. You've got the game stack. You've got Josh Allen, who's just, you know, him and Diggs finally broke through. But then you've also got Lamar. And to me, I, I have a lot of interest in Lamar, even if I'm running him alone. I kind of, I mean, and then Jordan, I want to get your take on this as well. But Ben, are you saying that there could be a good possibility this week that ownership is just consumed by Mahomes and Allen and Dak, and you've got a premier Russian quarterback in Lamar Jackson just sitting there at like 4%? It seems that way to me initially, just because, again, out of sight, out of mind. Last time we saw him was on Thursday. They were terrible. Josh Allen just destroyed a slate. Kansas City just destroyed a slate, even though it was a showdown. Dak and the Cowboys just hung, what was it? Yeah, 43 on Atlanta. I think there's a lot of opportunities there. And then, of course, people will pay down. I'm not saying no one's going to play Lamar, but I do think he is in a nice little sandwich spot. And with him, 
I mean, you know that when he gets going, it doesn't matter who else is playing. He's in a tier by himself rushing. Where are you at at the top of the position, Jordan? Again, you guys have obviously pointed out how, you know, Dak and uh, Mahomes will be heavily owned. But, like, I think Aaron Rodgers is in a pretty good spot as well. That game, the Packers defense has been really good, but they're playing an offense that's more complete than the teams they've played in recent weeks because of, like, injuries and little things like that. That game could be kind of a high-scoring affair, and he's a little bit cheaper than Mahomes and Dak, so it's a leverage spot with him. My concern with Lamar is the Dolphins showed the game plan of how to kind of limit his rushing upside by zero blitzing. I'm really interested to see how Greg Roman and company try to fix that this week because the Dolphins blitz their safeties like 36 times or something crazy like that, and they just set the edge. And the Bears with Eddie Jackson, a few of their guys, they can they have the ability to control the outside. So I'm really interested to see how they adapt in this game plan. Yeah, I I'm I'm having a tough time getting away from guys like Allen just because the with Stefan Diggs, it was only a matter of time before we began seeing one of these monster games. And we saw that against the Jets. Granted, that Jets secondary is is terrible, truly terrible. But the the Allen dig stack feels really solid. Mahomes and whoever you want, Prescott, and we'll talk about like Gallup still had five targets in his return last week. Amari Cooper's cheap. There are a lot of ways to go about that. And of course, you have Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams. In the mid-range, I don't see a lot here, Jordan. I, I think you could I could probably make an argument for Jalen Hurts, just in the sense that New Orleans has a great run defense, but it does scare me a little bit. Uh, Joe Burrow's facing the, the the Raiders, and I feel like that could end up being a, a shootout. But how much faith do we have in Russell Wilson after seeing just wild inaccuracy throughout the game uh, and the rest of these guys in the 6K range? Yeah, Ru- Russ in his like career hasn't really been good in under sub-40-degree weather. So coming off of the thumb injury, it wasn't that shocking to me that he was as bad as he was. In this mid-K range, I think the only two options, or I guess the three, I'll include Jalen Hurts because of just his ability to run the football, but it's Tannehill and Joe Burrow uh, just because of the high touchdown upside that I see with them. But it's it's a range that if they're not getting three to four touchdowns, I don't see them being worth the salary save from the top-tier guys. Ben, anything in the mid-range? So, yeah, I mean, listen, Jalen Hurts is another guy that – if he gets going on the ground, it's just a little different. The Eagles have just been tough to gauge at times because when they're when they're playing better, it's actually bad for Jalen Hurts, and they are at home here against the Saints team that clearly isn't that good at this point. You mentioned Burrow on the other side of you know similar, I think, to the Kansas City and Dallas. You do have Cincinnati and Las Vegas. I think that's a game that people will look to if you want the uh, you know price reduced version you've got Derek Carr there sub six he could be dropping back a lot I know he's missing some weapons but that makes it easier to stack we kind of know what's going to happen on the outside in terms of target share so I think it's just game stacks and then you got to start factoring you know as we get on to the season I think now more and more if you're in a dome or you're in some really good weather you are getting a boost you know some of these guys are playing we've seen it more recently you know in Pittsburgh Green Bay to a lesser extent these guys that play in cold weather, it's not that they can't get there, but again, it's just another data point. I think we have to start looking at each and every week. I think it's a reasonable, a reasonable point. Plus, in the Northeast, it's been it's been getting cold, man. That's what I'm saying. It's just yeah, it's just like different. Already, it, it's not. 
It's not to say that guys can't pass the ball, but if you have two quarterbacks who are playing in perfect weather or indoors versus two guys that are dealing with the elements, it's clear that, uh, you know, there's just a little more risk that you're incurring for, you know, you don't get a discount because they're playing outdoors. It's just something you have to deal with. So Ben, I, I know Jordan's going to want to talk about Cam Newton, so I'll leave that for him. <laughs> uh, but I did want to ask you about Tua. Now, bear with me for a second, right? Guy comes in as a backup last game. Brian Flores, the way he uses these, the, the way he, the, over the years, over the past couple of years, really, with the Fitzpatrick stuff, playing well, and Tua comes in, and then he benches Tua twice. All of this. It's strange. And then Tua was apparently fine because he could come in as a backup. Super weird. Anyway, the the Jets... The Jets game totals over the last, not, not closing totals, but actual totals have been 62, 75, 65, 67 over their last four games. And even before that, 47 against Atlanta, 51 against Tennessee. So going back to week four, a lot of points being scored against them, and they're scoring some points to make it not respectable, but to maybe have a run back option there. But you look at the passing yards they've allowed the teams, New England, 403, 350 to Josh Allen, 277 to, to, uh, to Joe Burrow, uh, 342 to Matt Ryan. And total yards, they've just been absolutely destroyed. Is Tua a guy this week, now that this offense, unless you want to count Isaiah Ford, which who had a big game, has some concentration of targets with Gasecki and with maybe Jalen Waddell, is Tua someone that you might look to at a mid-5K price point? I think it has to be, uh, just because of some of the things you mentioned. I'll dive into stats here. We got, okay, the Jets. They're allowing eight yards per pass attempt. That's horrendous. That's 31st in the league. In the last three weeks, they're allowing 9.7 yards per <laughs> pass attempt. That's far, far and away the worst in the league. Then you look at Miami and say, okay, do they want to exploit that? Well, they throw the ball 66% of the time. That is a massive number. That is third in the league in terms of highest volume of pass play percentage. The team that's second is the Jets. So you have two teams that all they want to really do is throw the ball. Now, I realize a lot of times they're trailing and they have to throw, but it doesn't change the fact that both teams are very comfortable throwing the ball. Even if Miami gets up in the game, they probably keep throwing. They're just not a run-heavy team. So I think you have to look to that game if the Jets continue to put up points to force these other teams to hang 40 on them each week. They're throwing at a 66% clip. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And the Jordan, Jets are I'm lo- 67%. Ooh. I'm looking at it now, Jordan. Our, uh, yeah. Our, we have a tool at Osmo, the game script adjusted rush percentage, which gives you their rush play, run play percentage adjusting for game scripts. So not if they're playing from behind. Yeah. They're running at 35%, even if you adjust it for game script, which is pretty wild. Yeah, no, the Miami Dolphins are just dropping back the pass. The only thing that I will note with Tua is that finger looked awful in that Thursday night game. That middle finger was swollen, a broken one that's swollen. And with Brian Flores, he treats quarterback like he treats like a left guard or something. It's like if you're not playing well, you just get benched out of nowhere. And even if you come back and you're healthy, your job's not guaranteed. It's that he's running this team really poorly right now. But Tua at 5,500 is course a good option and as you mentioned yeah cam newton's the only other option that i'm looking at down here and i'm not sure if i'm really going to get to him because 5100 is really cheap i'm just not sure how much of the playbook playbook he really will have in there um the only upside that i see is really through running the ball 
And it's actually really interesting that Fandle priced up Cam Newton at 7,500. He's more than Burrow, but on DraftKings, he's one of the cheapest options you can get to. Against Washington, they did just lose Chase Young, but 5,100, it's cheap enough that you can get to it. I'm just not really trying to put that into my lineups just yet. Yeah, and on Fandle, Newton's essentially the same price as like a Carson Wentz or a Tua. But you have to keep in mind, too, with Fandle that, or I'm sorry, with Yahoo, that you're going to get some really good value. You know, with the way this pricing works, you're going to get far more guys that are viable that are lower down the player pool, Ben, than you would get, say, on on DraftKings or Fandle in terms of opening things up elsewhere. No doubt. It, it kind of lends itself more to stars and scrubs just because, you're going to find a lot of guys that really contribute to these teams that are hovering around the min. And, you know, on some of the other sites, that just doesn't happen outside of injuries. So I think over on Yahoo, it does change your mentality. You can go and get a couple of big time players and not really have to worry how you're going to round out your lineup. Yeah. Anthony says, seems like the Jets are good for having a player or two from the opposing team in the top or perfect lineup. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Jonathan Taylor game uh, last week. That was a primetime game, but Taylor digs. You could go down the list. It's just, it's everywhere. So I already bet the over on this game at 45 yesterday, hoping it comes up. Even if it doesn't, I don't even care. Uh, I'll take 45 on this two, not great teams, but uh, arguably worse defenses. So let me get some of that. You guys have anything else for quarterback? Cause I'm pretty much tapped out once I get below those guys. Yeah, I'm good. I don't know. Nobody. We got free content on the site today as well, fellas. If you haven't checked it out, Adam Share writes the deep dive for NBA. We got a three-game slate tonight. He's going to cover everything for you. Comes out early afternoon, but seriously, it's always free every day of the week. It's the best, most comprehensive article you're going to find, whether free or behind paywall. This is free. But even the ones behind paywall, you won't find anything like this. It's awesome. Use it every day as just a foundational piece, along with Emacs Building Blocks article, but our usually behind paywall stuff, ownership projections for basketball, entirely free. You don't need to sign up for an account. You can just check it out on the site. PGA rankings are free. NHL top stacks are free. All of that over at awesomemode.com if, uh, if you want to check that out. And if you're looking to maybe sign up, get, a, uh, get your hands on the tools that were created by the number one ranked player out there, Awesomeo himself. A lot of people are winning a lot of money with these tools. Just check our Awesome Hall of Fame page recently. It's blowing up. Actually, you'll see it a little bit later in the show. Ownership, player projections, top stack tool, uh, boomer bust tool, all of that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do, Tyler. Uh, all of that stuff, lineup builder, you name it. Get 25% off your first week. Just use the promo code NB, or, uh, Sorry, NFC. You got me all flustered, man. Fuck. <laughs> joking. It's not your fault. It's not your fault, Tyler. <laughs> I just wanted to see your face. Uh, use the promo code NFL first look, all one word, all caps. Get 25% off Awesome Plus weekly. It's you're good. I don't know what's is it still happening though? I barely hear. I, I, I barely hear it, I'll be honest. Okay. So so we're okay then. We're good. We're good. Yeah. So now it is your fault. All right. Let's talk about running backs. Look what you did. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about running backs. I Ben, maybe I'm crazy. Probably am. Probably am. It stopped when I yelled. <laughs> you scared it. And then uh, you scared Chad into a monster super chat. So good job, Lafay. That's <laughs> wow. To Deck, man, that he's awesome, and Take he just what did he win like thirty four thousand over the past couple of days. 
I uh, couldn't be happier for you, man. Fellas, I can't thank you enough for what you guys do. The show, tools, projections, sims, everything. I don't rock the Avatar and FanDuel for the free month. I rock it as a thank you to the awesome O team. Nothing but love for the whole squad. I mean, come on. Can't say anything nicer than that. No. Well-deserved from him. Just solid, solid. Nothing truly. Like, it is awesome to see, obviously, people who are rocking the Avatar win. But sometimes it's someone that I really don't know that well. But when it's someone that's been in chat and you know them, Obviously, it's that much sweeter. So super congrats to everyone. And we love to see it, obviously. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. And uh, real happy for you. I feel like he might show up in the Hall of Fame segment. <laughs> All right. Am I crazy, Ben, that I don't love the top tier of running back this week? So I, tell I, me if I, I am. No, I don't. I wouldn't say crazy. I think it's, again, a situation you're always going to, if you have money, feel comfortable with these guys as the best players in the league. But it's not a range like last week. I was pretty adamant. You had Cook, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, there was a couple other guys up there that it was just like, it's hard to, to dodge all of them. This week, got McCaffrey. He's got a Cam Newton situation. Jonathan Taylor's got an awful matchup in Buffalo. Dalvin Cook, but he hasn't been you know prolific. Kamara was banged up. Chubbs, we'll see. Zeke, Mixon. I mean, we're already into the mid-sevens, and I haven't nailed, said anyone where I'm like, this guy... He checks every single box that you want. He's got to be in there. So I, I get it. It's not to say you can't go to these guys. I, I like Dalvin Cook a little bit. Zeke has got the Pollard situation as well. Good matchup. So do I want to get to some of these guys? Sure. But priorities, I'm with you. Absolutely not. Yeah. For me, Jordan, I, I do think Kamara makes a lot of sense against Philly just in terms of Trevor Simeon being at the helm. Joe Mixon, I like. He's a little expensive. I like him. Uh, and Nick Chubb, if he plays... That's solid, but I don't love Nick Chubb at that price, just knowing what we've seen. Are you going to McCaffrey here at 8900 I mean, you can always make the case for him. It's just like last weekend where he caught 10 passes, uh, couldn't find the end zone. He's able to get the double bonus, which is something that not many running backs possess. Washington just lost Chase Young. I think McCaffrey is and Kamara make the most sense. Dalvin Cook against Green Bay. I know Green Bay's defense has been phenomenal, but historically, Dalvin's just killed the Packers. And that game is a great, like, you could mini stack it with the two premier guys like you have been able to in years past. Um, but again, I, I agree with you that the top of the running back position this week isn't in just checkoff boxes like last week where Najee is playing the Lions and Jonathan Taylor against the Jaguars and so on and so on. So who would you say your top options here are? For me, it's Chubb, Mixon, and probably, like Ben said, Dalvin, Kamara. All of them are fine. I just don't think any of them are smash spots opportunity. Um, I, I think for me, it would be Chubb, McCaffrey, and yeah, I would say Mixon as well. Those, those three. I mean, DeAndre Swift's coming off a game where he got 39 touches. So I think we should have some consideration to him. He just didn't find the end zone against the Steelers. Uh, I think the Lions are just saying we're not throwing the ball with uh, golf anymore and we're just committed to just smash mouth football. And the Browns got killed by that this past weekend. Yeah, Ben, where are you on Swift? The volume was absolutely insane. But, uh, you know, back to back tough matchups here. Is, is it maybe a spot that we shouldn't be ignoring? Matt, I definitely don't think you should ignore it, but. I also, Detroit feels like they're, and this is what happens when you have no wins, 
that they're almost just spinning the wheel and saying like, all right, let's just try <laughs> Like, what do you think about this idea? Let's just run it every play. And everyone's <laughs> like, all right, I'll try it if you want to. And now this week, they're just going to try something completely different. They're going to fall behind. It feels like they're 10 point underdogs. He just carried the ball 33 times in overtime. I, I just worry a little about those. I mean, it felt like that was the game and you didn't even get paid off per se. I mean, he didn't cross 20 DraftKings points in a 36 touch effort. That's not good at all. So uh, I would rather just find the money for Mixon who, you know, he's in a much better game environment and, and the Bengals, obviously their team total is much healthier. And what if Jamal Williams returns as well? I have no confidence that Detroit has any game plan at this point. It's crazy because did you see the two guys, the two running backs that did score for Detroit? Yeah, Johnny Jefferson or whoever that guy was. Jamar Jamar Jefferson. Jefferson. (laughs) Hey, Oregon State legend. He's a rookie. Yeah, try and pronounce the next guy's name. No, I can't do that. Don't don't ask me to do that. His first name is Godwin. (laughs) That's easy enough. Igwebuke? Igwebuke? You could... I don't know if to tell you if you're correct or not. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> but those are the guys that got into the end zone. So great stuff. I don't know. The mid-range, though, Jordan, like, I I like a lot here. I'll tell you what, man. People come in sleeping on James Conner because of how bad last week was. Even though they got crushed. He still played 85% of snaps in this game, right? A.J. Mm-hmm. Dillon coming into a spot uh, against Minnesota, 6,200. I think that's more than reasonable. Uh, we can talk about sub-6K Gibson coming off a bye week. He's fully healthy now, was inefficient last game, but had 24 carries, two scores. Michael Carter against Miami. Eli Mitchell coming off a 27-carry game against Jacksonville. And I'll throw Gaskin in there as well. I'm just throwing everything out there at you because I do think this is a range that I will be fine tacked. I don't mind having two of these guys and then maybe going to a couple top-tier wide receivers in a lot of lineups this week. Maybe it'll change, but I like these guys a lot. Yeah, no, I mean, A.J. Dillon against Minnesota is going to be very popular coming off of his type of games and finally being the lead dog. I like James Robinson against the 49ers. I know the 49ers just crushed the Rams, but the game script just got out of hand really quick. Daryl Henderson still averaged six yards a carry. If Jacksonville doesn't allow them to just blow them out early in the game, for 200 more, James Robinson can have that monster type of game in his second week off of injury. Uh, you pointed out James Conner. If Kyler, like with Kyler Murray coming back, that only helps him <laughs> because Kyler coming off a sprained ankle, I don't think he's going to run much. But I do believe that that threat is still there. That slows up a linebacker just enough for James Conner to hit a hole. And Seattle's given up so many receptions to running backs this year. It's just a, they've given up, I think, six or seven games where a running back caught seven passes or, or six or more passes. So Conner didn't have the pass-catching role until Edmonds went down, but he will have it this game, 85% of the snaps. It's fantastic. This is the range that I love compared to the top. Me too. A lot, and I think there's a million different ways to go. Ben, uh, agree, disagree, any guys we haven't hit on that you really want to get to? Yeah, no, I agree with you guys in the sense that I just think the drop-off isn't that big from the top tier to these guys, but you're saving, in some situations, a couple thousand, you know, $2,500. Right. $2, That's massive when you talk about an upgrade 
from QB, that's the top to Tua. And when you're talking about receiver, that's the top to the mid-range. Big difference. So I'm with you guys. You mentioned Connor. Uh, you know, Michael Carter is a guy that in any game script, it feels like he's going to have 20 combined touches uh, and you can look there and, and there's just, you know, we get into the situation now. I think we've got a lot of guys that are in either timeshares or just undefined roles, but there are a couple guys within there that are still doing some things that, that I like. And I do think you can get away with having a couple mid range backs. Plus we say this every week and it becomes more true. I have a feeling, you know, Dearness Johnson, Mark Ingram, Stevenson, they were really not on our radar last Tuesday. There's going to be some guys that open up here at running back and provide even more value as we get closer. Absolutely. And he's not saying that we weren't talking. You're saying that we weren't talking about him well, we just on Tuesday know. because we didn't know that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's so a good gotta... point. But, you know, you make a good point on the drop off, too. Like, is James Conner as talented as Dalvin Cook or is he as talented as Jonathan Taylor? No, obviously not. But could he touch the ball 25 times at 6,100? Could A.J. Dillon touch the ball 25 times? I, I think the answer to that is yes. Dillon touched the ball 23 times last game, and, and, and that, was with, um, that was with Aaron Jones still being on the field for what? Th- 50% of snaps. That's crazy. Yeah, there's, there's ample opportunity there. For these mid-range guys uh and i think that's where we have to opportunity cost is really important because again ideally you would take josh allen and the top backs and the top receivers and a good tight end and one of those defenses call it a day you need an extra 20k in salary to do that it doesn't work like that so i think running back right now given the landscape given the injuries given the unknowns is where i try to save more often than not jordan to close out the mid-range where are you on guys like carter and gaskin and Mitchell, they're like lower mid-range, right? They're all sub 6K this week. Yeah, um, I think Gibson, just because of the talent, um, I know the Carolina Panthers defense, I've said, is better than what we've had for the season because we're a little bit healthier now. But 5,900 for him is like he's getting healthier, it feels like, and he's just way ta- more talented than the guys in this range. Gaskin, the only concern is, is just how much Miami throws the ball. And I, it's just about how much do you trust their coaching staff to actually give him the touches? Like, I'm not sure I believe in that. Um, I think Carter and Gibson are the two that I lean in this range, just because I know for a fact that their roles are kind of where they're at, where they're going to get the carries, they're going to get the receptions for Carter. Well, with Miles Gaskin, we can see Malcolm Brown come in and just steal a red zone touch or them just completely not give him 15 touches in the game. Let me ask you this. How many looks do you think Gaskin's averaging over his last four games? I'd say 15 to 16, I'd guess. 19 and a half. Not bad. I, I was, no. And I only ask you that because when you mentioned the, the backfield, I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, I hate that. But I, I do wonder that you, you're – He's, he has 34 carries and eight targets over the last two games. They've won both of them. One of them against mm-hmm. Baltimore. Maybe yeah. you look to do what's actually working. And I don't know if they will. I don't know. I, I'm souring on Brian Flores. Ben knows I was a big Brian Flores guy. But do I love Miles Gaskin? No. I actually do like Carter a little bit more than him because I think his workload is more secure and – well, we have to see if Mike White's starting or not. He targeted his running backs 34% of the time again last week, so that's important. But, uh, Ben, I, I do want to get your take on these guys, too, in that sub-6K range. Yeah, I, I think that Carter – the good thing about him, it's not 
if and when the Jets fall behind, it's not over for him. They can lean on him. He can ca- catch the ball, rack up some yards there. It's just, again, I think this is where game script becomes really important. Like Eliza, Eli Mitchell, is he had 27 carries last night, but they dominated the game. Now they are playing the Jaguars. So if you think the Niners do that again, run heavy approach. And then even Montgomery uh, at 55, I, I don't, he's not a priority. I don't love it. But again, these are guys that for multitude of reasons, whether it's coming back from injury or the situation they're in, they're not going to be, you know, heavily targeted. So I think if you're in a pinch, you can go there. I just, again, I'm, I'm more prone to wait and see, see if I can steal some value. And if not go with the the places where I have the most outs in terms of game script. Uh, the, the vaunted thumbs down bots are back. Tough I don't scene. know if you know this, but those thumbs down disappear after the stream is over. The thumbs up do not because they're real and we appreciate you. <laughs> Help us combat these pesky thumbs down bots. I mean, come on. But yeah, they just disappear afterwards. Hit that thumbs up, though, if you haven't done so. Yet. Probably a good time to ask you guys. Uh, to help us out because I, I I appreciate that. I don't know who would want to sabotage the show, Ben, but seemingly someone's got it out for awesome. Look what you did. Yeah, Look what I, I mean, did. Well, it's certainly not my fault. I blame it, Tyler. It might, it might be my fault. Well, yeah, the man behind the glass, of course. <laughs> Tough scene. Uh, it's all right. Appreciate you, though. You guys, uh, man, it doesn't even matter. But you could tell it's some bot action. If not, Maybe I said something. I, I would have expected some thumbs down after I screamed out loud. No, that got Tyler. thumbs up somehow. That would have what? That apparently generated thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. People like conflict around here. All right, so Ben, I, I saw a comment from from Joseph Ramirez, and it's funny because this is one of the things I was thinking about as well. I actually listed him in the in the run sheet for today. He says, Deontay Foreman, revenge game. Now, allow me to start by just first saying that, once again, revenge against the Houston Texans, probably not something that you need as motivation. But he did out-carry Adrian Peterson last week against a stifling run defense. His snap count and his touch counts have increased significantly. And every time in his short career, well, injury play career, that Deontay Foreman has caught footballs, he seemingly goes for like 50 yards on each reception. It's crazy. I've always liked this kid. I was devastated when I saw him rupture his Achilles. I don't think he's the craziest play as double-digit favorites against Houston. But the question for you is, is the the drop-off in projection too much for the discrepancy in salary between him and the mid-range guys that we just talked about. If that's yeah, a fa- you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that you know you're not saving it's not like he's 3000 or something. You know, you're you're saving 5, 6, 700 dollars in some of these cases. You're digging somewhat my, my biggest problem is I don't know that he's ever going to just start to really consolidate the workload. I think what we saw last week into Tennessee is a perfect insight in terms of what they would want to do carry-wise for Foreman did lead them. But if you if you combine McNichols and Adrian Peterson, it was basically 50 50, you know, maybe a a couple percentage either way. And I just worry about that. So I'm with you. I actually think he's a pretty good player. He's explosive uh, and I hope he gets some opportunities. I just don't know if there's any way, no matter what the game script is, where he has like 20 touches. Not that he needs them at that price, but 
it would be nice if there was at least a small path to that. What do you think of some of these uh, lower tier guys that we haven't hit on yet, Jordan? And I mean, I think paying attention to the Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, injury news is very important because he, he did practice last, I believe, two weeks, maybe a week and a half. Um, he hasn't obviously played in any of these games recently, but coming back uh, will be I'll have a little bit of interest into him considering his ownership and where it's at. Alex Collins at 5K, if uh, Chris Carson doesn't give it a go, I have interest in. But again, this range is pretty dead because like the Philly backs are just a nightmare to pick between. I I don't know what we're going to get. And against the Saints, it's just not the matchup where I think that game just really low scoring, um, not too much rushing upside. And again, you guys hit on Dante Foreman. That's pretty much the only sub 5K running back that I have any interest in. Agree. I'm with you. Yeah. And. Uh, Gage, you kind of just hit on it, Jordan, but Gage asked, what's your thoughts on Eagles back such as Howard, cheap, and could sneak in one or one or two in? I'll say this much. I think the Eagles offensive line from a run back blocking standpoint is going to cause some trouble for New Orleans, but I think it's going to be more of like a in-the-trenches neutral type battle where they can still move the ball, but there aren't going to be any great games uh, from Boston Scott or Jordan Howard. I don't know when Miles Sanders is coming back. So, yeah, right now I'm definitely – I'm definitely pivoting off of those type of players. Um, fun fact from Benny, Jordan and Lafay are both 6'7". Now, how, how tall are you, Jordan? I'm 5'10", buddy. 5'10". Okay. How tall are you, Tyler? You're 5'1"? You're 6'1". Okay. Are ben you? feels like he's 7 foot. Okay. You can see it. Ben, what are you? 5'8"? <laughs> Five yeah, nine. I yeah, I, thought uh, so. I don't know about five nine. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> You're five seven. <laughs> yeah, if five, if someone asked me, I'd say like five eight. What I probably am is yeah, probably five seven. Yeah, we all, five. They we were all five three. Too, you know? <laughs> all right, hey, uh, oh, how tall are you? Up. Yeah, I've met you multiple times, but what are you like six feet? Six, six two, six one and a half. Yeah. So he's five oh, yeah. eleven. Yeah, well, then well, in that case, I'm five nine. Let's get let's get real. <laughs> I'm telling That's you, good. I absolutely am, dude. At least six <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, Tyler, I, I skipped Yahoo, so thanks a lot for reminding me. I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports, baby. I don't know if you checked them out yet, but before you do, and if you plan on it, and if you like free stuff, because well, most people do. This is one of those spots where, you know, you don't need to go to the to the polls, to the voting booth to get it. You just got a free stuff, Ben. That's I'm talking about free stuff. Yeah, people like free stuff. All you got to do is use the link in the description or the one that Tyler's in is about to throw in the chat. Sign up for Yahoo if you haven't done so yet. And, and by the way, when, whenever we tell people to like sign up for site, you're signing up for a good DFS site that has some huge contests, million dollar baller some great primetime stuff, awesome NBA contests, um, like CSV uploads. There's, there's a lot like they, great uh, cash games are far more beatable than other, than other uh, sites. Like you're not signing up for a site and then forgetting you have an account there. Like so many people would do uh, when you're getting something free elsewhere. No, you're signing up, you're depositing $10 with the link uh, and they'll give you $10 back in credit anyway. So that's wiped off. So you get money to play. All you have to do is do that and enter a contest, a paid contest. 
they will email us, give you your, give us your email. We'll hit you up with a free month of Awesome O Plus Platinum, $90 value. Like I said, everything on the site, not just football, but basketball, hockey, MMA, PGA, eSports, everything across the board, all of the tools that we have, you name it, free for an entire month, $90 value. All you do is use the link in the description or in the chat, sign up, deposit $10, enter a paid contest, and you'll be hearing from us. I miss anything, Ben? No, I think just one point I want to kind of hammer home, though, is, is like you mentioned, it's not like go to the site that's just starting up that no one's ever heard of and try it. Like Yahoo has some fantastic things in their lobby. They've got some big time prize pools uh, and it's very soft. So I'm with you there, Lafay. Definitely go and check it out. I know you've been playing a little more over there and yeah. I've, I've been, I keep saying I'm going to do it. I have to do more. Because it really is some big time overlay. They've got, it's not like you're winning. You have opportunities to really take down some big prize pools there. Uh, and it's much softer competition. And massive discounts in management fees as well compared yeah, to other huge, so Yeah, all of that stuff uh, just makes it really appealing. And all of the tools that you get at Osmo have Yahoo tools for them as well. Like not just FanDuel Drive, we have all the tools for Yahoo. So just, just do it. Don't be dumb. It's a, it's a, it's a huge opportunity. We'd uh, love to see you over there. And when you do sign up, if you get your free sub, uh, join our discord and hop in the office hours chat where you get the pros answering questions each day and helping you out. All right. Devonte Adams, Tyree kill, Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, Debo Samuel. This guy, that guy's amazing by the way. Uh, AJ Brown coming off a shit week. Jordan CD lamb against Kansas city, Jamar chase. Those are all of the guys above seven K I could probably make a really good argument for every single player I just listed right now. Oh yeah. No, this, this is the range where you're going to want to spend your or allocate your salary to, because there's so many good options. Um, again, I think Devonte Adams, 8,400 against the Vikings. I know the Vikings have played a little, like played Burrow or Herbert pretty well. They're really up and down as a pass defense. Devonte Adams is unguardable uh, with this, what they currently Secondary looks like for the Vikings without Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith still on COVID and Brashad Breeland being out. Tyree Kill against Dallas. Dallas is a turnover optimistic defense. They don't exactly defend people very well, but I think my favorite in this range is Stefan Diggs against the Colts, who have had moments where they just get absolutely killed by receivers and they give up biggest games. I believe they've given up the two biggest games on the year, one of them to Hollywood. And the other was to, um, I think Elijah Moore scored twice against them. I don't know if it was the biggest game of the year, but it was the Jets had a lot of opportunities to, or had a lot of players go over 20 DraftKings points against them. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been harping on this a lot lately, Ben, and I was disappointed to see the Trevor Lawrence. My God. I mean, how horrible has he been? Like, Terrible. <laughs> He I feels like the, he seriously <laughs> feels like the one player that hasn't been able to put up any points through the air against no. the Colts like Josh Johnson had a career game against that it, it makes no sense whatsoever but I'm going back to the well with Diggs. I, I got to but I want to know what you're prioritizing here there's so much yeah I mean I think Diggs is one of if not the safest guys but if you want if you told me one guy is going to get 40 plus points I would say it's Tyreek Hill just because yeah. I think Jordan touched upon it the Cowboys defense at times, and I've, I've said this, I think they're 
better than I thought, but it's because they make plays that are highlight plays. When they don't make those plays, the guy's running 80 yards for a touch, and they make a lot of mistakes. It's Diggs in point. particular, who has been good, but he also makes yeah. a lot of mistakes. He's not like Ramsey, where he's just a blanket corner. He takes a lot of chances. It's not Revis Island? Yeah, there's no island. Uh, that's for <laughs> sure. So I look at that. That is a fan, you know, 82. I'm willing to go there more often than not. And you just have a who's who of top end guys up here from Debo, Jamar Chase against the Raiders. Uh, I'm not going to, I'll never get the Seattle guys right. I tried to get locked it right last week. You almost had no catches whatsoever, but you do have Metcalf. <laughs> After he got ejected <laughs> against Arizona. I mean, this is where I think you want to spend up for a couple of top end guys. You know, it's funny. You went into that slate pessimistic. I even said it to you at the beginning of the deeper dot. <laughs> yeah, that was because, you know, it, it, it's snow snowball effect. And I knew if I could get to that game and then I just it, Lockett and Metcalf have been a pain point for years. And it, it really is amazing how not that it, I mean, I guess the answer on Sunday was don't play either of them. So it's not like I got the wrong one. I just I shouldn't have played either of them, I guess. Yeah. Debo Samuel, Jordan, is this it's so nuts. The guy's a, he's averaging nine point six yards after the catch per reception. I, I don't know if anyone realizes how insane that is for a guy that isn't like Rondell Moore, you know, or someone catching the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Every single time he catches the football, he is racking up yards. He leads the league. If you were to take just like minimum targets of, you don't even need to take 50. I'll take, I'll take minimum targets, say 40. Okay. If you were to take minimum targets of 40 and see where everyone else ranks, you have Rondell Moore again behind him, but he has an A dot of two. Then no one else is close. And Debo has an A dot of 8.6. He's just been unreal good. And I'm not sure anyone really, not anyone, but I'm, I think there are a lot of people that don't grasp how effective and efficient he's been after the ball is in his hands. Yeah, no, Debo Samuel is, again, people usually write off players that like just get injured and just have little things. Like Debo Samuel has been playing with a screw in his foot in years, a year ago, trying to battle injury and just wasn't able to get healthy. In his rookie year, when Shanahan started to figure out how to utilize him, he started to have monster games. And then Emmanuel Sanders came in and it kind of slowed him down a little bit. But they just get the ball to him in creative ways. And now that Kittle's back, it helps him. Um, because, again, Kittle's a fantastic blocker, which helps those after yards after catch. Against the Jaguars, it's, it's another, again, smash spot from the top guys. It feels like a lot of these guys, just like last week for the running backs, are in fantastic spots it's just going to be about who score who, who has the 40 point game as ben was alluding to with tyree kill but debo samuel against the jaguars can have that type of game it's just about whether jimmy g gets on the ball right that's the only problem is that they're going to run the ball a lot if they can that you're right mm-hmm. that sucks he has nine drops this year which was kind of crazy i didn't know they leads the league in drops too um ben one more question on the top end guys because we could talk all day about, like you said, Kansas City and Dallas. It's kind of just a, an isolated part of the slate. Is A.J. Brown one where if he comes in at ridiculously low ownership that you might say, all right, you know what? It's probably not going to be Marcus Johnson this week. This could be the, a, a huge game from A.J. Brown. Or is it not worth the risk to you given how many good spots we have up there? Like, what's your process? I think that would be helpful for people watching when it comes to these high upside guys but they're surrounded by so many other high upside guys that also have pretty high floors. 
Yeah, so I think the the situation with someone like AJ Brown, there's a couple different factors. One, what I'm going to try to think about is how often is he going to be able to fully get there if Houston does nothing? And then it's like, okay, so I need Houston to cooperate potentially to hit the ceiling. If that happens, what am I looking at? And then I think the biggest takeaway for me, we talked about this a little at running back last week, is it's not, okay, everyone is going to play Stefan Diggs. I'm going to take a, a, a pivot to AJ Brown. I get reduced ownership and maybe I only win it one out of four times, but when I do, it's worth the payoff. He's got to outperform Diggs. He's got to per- outperform Debo. CD Lamb is right there. Jamar Chase is right there. You can find a couple more dollars for, for Tyreek Hill. So I just ask myself, even if AJ Brown has a good game, is he going to have a better game than all of those other guys? And to me, even with reduced ownership, the answer to that is no, just given the Titans situation. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, that's why I wanted you to, to, to hear you say it, because I get myself into that trouble once in a while where I just look at someone and I'm like, man, he's so good. But then you realize so is everyone around him. So it's just hard to beat four or five or six other guys. Uh, right around them. And not all of them can be popular. I mean, they may all be more popular than AJ Brown, but not every one of them is going to be quote unquote chalk. So for me, I'll find the middle guys and probably target them. I think it's going to be pretty flat because of how many yeah. good ones there are. I mean, yeah. th- then you go available. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mid range too, Jordan. I think there's some pretty solid options in the mid range. So oh, yeah, no, they're <clears throat> again, with some of these guys like DK and Lockett again, uh, had a bad week last weekend, but coming in at home with another week of Russ, hopefully his thumb gets better. And DeAndre Hopkins at 6,500. I know he's been missing time because he's injured, but seeing that price tag for him is just absurd to me. Uh, Seattle's not a very good pass defense. And they're like this past weekend, they gave up, I believe, 11 or nine receptions to uh, Devontae Adams, who just didn't find the end zone because it was very low scoring. Rodgers made some state mistakes in the red zone. If Kyler and D-Hop start becoming a full participant in um, practice, like that type of stack is a great one for me, especially with the price tag of DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I get it. I, I don't know if he plays. I have no idea what his status is right now, but that's an interesting spot. Ben, you also have Amari who really only has two big games on the year, and one of them was with Cooper Rush. Uh, you have, this, one, this one you may not like, and understandably so, but I want to throw it out there anyway. Brandon Cooks against Tennessee, only because he was – Therod Taylor came back, and, and he was awful, but he's still better than Davis Mills. He targeted Brandon Cooks 14 times last game, almost a 35% target share. Volume means a lot, and they're probably playing from behind. So – I think there are those guys. You mentioned Lockett. He's another one. Waddle at 56. Higgins in a potential shootout. Corey Davis at 5K. So I, I'm I'm not afraid to get into this zone either. No, I think for me, there's two different, you know, you've got uh, maybe boom bust guys. Lockett comes to mind there. I think Amari Cooper, you just mentioned, super explosive, could have a, you know, 150 yards and a couple touchdowns. Then to me, you've got Hunter Renfro and Waddle as guys, I feel really confident, you know, like five for 50 is the floor, but the ceiling might be like seven for 70 and a touchdown. They're just kind of, they do what they do really reliable in that mid range and certainly pertinent plays. T Higgins is a good attachment with Burrow, of course. So to me, it's just separating, like, what are you looking for? If you want to go for it and you're like, I want this guy to be a potential complete gutter ball or someone that could really consolidate 15 targets. You've got like cooks, Cooper, those types. If you want safety, I think Renfro and Waddle. 
Okay. I like that. Yeah. Cooks is the boomer bust play for yeah. sure. Cause if he catches nine of those 13 targets and one of them's a touchdown, you'd be looking at some big, big performances. Um, Jordan, is there anybody cheap below 5k, maybe into the 3k range that stands out to you? Um, I think you can make, I mean, it's, it's tough with, you know, how he's been this year, but 4,900 for Allen Robinson after Justin Fields is coming off his best game as a passer. Uh, the game script obviously was there to throw the ball, but I believe this entire year, he basically doubled his deep balls, uh, deep ball attempts. Um, hopefully a Rob gets some of the benefit and then it's just going to be about your like secondary stacking options, like Beasley against the Colts and an Allen stack. You've got um, down here, if you stack Lamar, Bateman at 4,500 is a good option. Michael Gallup, 4,200 against Kansas City. I know you alluded to him early in the show. He came back. He actually looked pretty good, got targeted five times. And Michael Gallup's a ta very talented receiver who just kind of is in a situation where he's the third option, so people don't always just think of him off the spot. But those are the places that I think I would be going and. Gallup ran around on 56% of dropbacks last weekend. So he was the third receiver on the team in that. And I think this week he'll be a little bit more healthier and run more routes. I'm fine with that. Uh, ben, Elijah Moore, it's tough for me because he's not that much cheaper than some of the other guys we talked about. Marcus Johnson's 3,500. Are there any cheap guys you like? Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're getting down there. It's attachment to your stacks, things like that. I'll throw out. Uh, Brian Edwards for the Raiders. You know, he's someone that I think we still don't know exactly what they're going to be. They obviously got blown off the field against Kansas City, but he's someone like Renfro. They're going to have to step up if the car is going to throw the ball. It can't all go to Waller. So uh, he's 4,100. I don't mind that Gallup right above him, though. All right. Hey, let me shout out all of the, uh, all of our people here rocking the awesome uh, avatars putting in work, getting the free months, getting the shout outs, getting the love from the community. That's the best part about this. I think Ben, for a lot of people, obviously like T.O. deck doesn't really need a free sub now, but I mean, the outpouring of love on Twitter and congratulatory words. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a great community. All about the street cred. You know, it's you all get about the street cred. get the, get your Twitter game, get the screenshot. You get randos being like, oh, if I if I use those tools, I would win, too. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Then maybe you should do that. Like, right. uh, that's that's always the best part. So, yeah, no, no doubt about it. We love to shout these people out because they put in the work and then you, you see some of them pay off. And that's a great thing. There's one guy, Jordan, that would always say, if I MME, if I played 150 <laughs> lineups, I would crush every day. And I told him, I said, go take out, you know. $50,000 loan. You need to, though. They have a five-cent tournament. Play 150 there and start winning. And, and just work up. up. Right, right. Like, but if you, really wanna, if you really want to dive into it, you just want money out of the gate, bink, and then pay the loan back the next day. Oh, That's yeah. That's all no. I'm saying. People think this thing is so, so easy. It's it's yeah. absurd. And, I mean, the 150 max is like, I'm sure you would have had 40% exposure to Ramondre. Like, like, right, exactly. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like it has been easy for our guy T.O. Deck, though. I mean, the guy just first it was uh, Jordan Burkhart. Well, no, first first it was uh, Gene B. Kim. Gene yeah. B. Kim went on that insane heater. There was someone in between that. I can't remember. Ben has You're a better a memory than I. I mean, heaters are real, but all these guys tune into the shows. They read for the sure. articles. They, they participate yeah. in stuff like that. And that is why, like, 
it's about who you listen to. Cause like, again, my first big win came from Matt Gajeski, who obviously does our college football and college basketball projections. His advice led me to the winning formula. And he tells me all the time, he's like, I wish I could win 55 K in a <laughs> college football contest. And I'm like, Hey man, you're doing, you're doing, you just got to follow your own advice. That's all you got to do. Yeah. But heaters, <laughs> heater is not like a negative connotation. It's you put yeah. yourself in good spots and it happens to Adam share all the time. Like, He'll go on an insane multi-week heater and then you cool off, but you're putting yourself in that is though. What? I I mean, it's It's obviously, well, it makes no sense, right? Is what you're saying. I, a lot of people have experienced that where it's just like, you're, you're doing the same thing and the winds come in like a, a one month span. You have like three of them and then nothing, but it's like, you get on a run, Adam, he hit for hockey, then he hit for basketball and then he hit for college football in a span of what, two or three weeks. It makes no, in one week. Oh my God. It makes no sense. It doesn't, but that's what you're here to do. And then when you get those, you're held over for quite some time and you can start playing higher stakes and everything changes. So anyway, if you want to get in on the action, use the link or use the uh, login website awesomehood.com slash avatar <laughs> all right and download the avatar be it yahoo DraftKings, fandle finish top three in a field of five thousand or more and tweet us at awesome h-o-f it's awesome hall of fame abbreviated of course we call that an acronym include ben myself and jordan in on it too if you'd like because we enjoy seeing that stuff and we'll feature you here you'll also get a free month of awesome plus 90 dollars value all sports all tools as we talked about before um, even if it's not top three and you're proud of it, hit us up anyway. Maybe you'll get featured up here and we'll brag for you. But anyway, T.O. Deck, uh, we're, we're short and I've done these a couple of times, short on time. But I do just want to shout out uh, how nice he has been to us and how supportive he's been of Awesomeo. And it's awesome to see that come back the other way. His first five figure win was just the other day, 20,000. And then he follows it up the next day with 13,100. So uh, we appreciate you as much as you appreciate us, man. Maybe more. So congrats, dude. And then Brad says, thanks, guys, for all of your insight every Sunday. Second place, 2,500. Boom. And then Landon, I credit all my DFS success to the guys at awesome.com. Thank you for your hard work. Before I started using your advice, I was barely min cashing. And then you got third, third, and first place for what is that? Like almost $4,000. That's a hefty night. And then Allenson Simon with $400 up top. Congrats to all of you. It doesn't matter what stakes you're playing. Hit us up at Osmo HOF with that avatar, and we'll get you up here. We'll get you a free month. All right, boys, let's close it out. Tight ends, defenses. Ben, any tight ends at the top that you really like this week? Obviously, you'll probably start with a Kelsey. Yeah, I'll keep this very brief. I mean, if you've got the money and you can get Kelsey, sure. Kittle looks fantastic as well. Uh, if you need the savings, I mean, as you work down, certainly Kaziki's in that next price point. Don't mind that. When you go way down, I do think it's pretty bad. Like Dan Arnold is now priced up. He was salary relief for a while. Seals Jones is sporting a Q tag. We got to see there. There's just not a lot to love in the cheapies unless I'm missing someone. Well, I think you might be. Oh, Same. who is that? <laughs> do you want to know? I mean, Where, do you want to know? Is Evan Ingram on the slate? Where is he? He goes by the name of old Jack Stahl. I'm kidding. Don't play Jack Stahl. <laughs> but Dallas Goddard's probably going to be out this week. I don't know how that wasn't a penalty, by the way. I mean, straight helmet to helm. You're seeing stars. It's like, I know okay. we're short on time, but the NFL has no rules anymore. There are no rules in the NFL. <laughs> right. I'm not even necessarily saying it should have been because you kind of bend out, but it it is like 
all the time. I don't, dude, I don't know. Uh, I think Adam Troutman, Philly's really bad against tight ends. And they're going to, I think, need to throw because Philly's run defense continues to improve. And Jeff Swain, 2,800 against Houston. It's not the craziest idea. Dalton Schultz at 46 against Kansas City. There's a few options here, Jordan. Yeah, no, I mean, Cole Komet against the Ravens. The Ravens have uh, given up some big weeks to tight ends. Some of the more elite options, but still. And Gerald Everett came better, has been running more routes and being more involved in this offense in recent weeks. Um, I don't think he's a bad option as a three-man stack with Russ. But other than that, there's there's really not much that opens up right now. I mean, it's it's an ugly position. You're just trying to get lucky and get that touchdown. I'll also note C.J. Ozuma against the Raiders. The Raiders' secondary looked awful on Monday night. I get they were playing the Chiefs, but the Bengals have a bunch of options in their passing game as well. I sniped last week. When it came to defense. Oh, and Mike Kosicki, I think, is 100% fine again. I, I will say Schultz one more time uh, because anyone on that Dallas team can score. But, yeah, Troutman and Swain, if you're just trying to go to the bottom and you're loading up at every other position, he's he's been getting a decent amount of opportunities and, and maybe some red zone targets, especially without Derrick Henry. So that's there. But I sniped and went first with our, our punt defenses last week below 3k jordan went last so jordan you go first ben i'll go last Uh, i'll go with a a homer out and i'll go with the panthers um against washington for 2700 i think that we are a very obviously talented defense but with cam newton mccaffrey i think it's just gonna be a run first let's not (laughs) give the ball in good positions let's uh give own thomas possession and you know get some sacks on heineke make him make or beat us on the through the air how about you, Ben? Uh, so I'll go with – I was going to say the Jets. I'm not going to say that, but I kind of <laughs> wanted to. I'll, I'll go with the Raiders, even though I think that's a really good game to stack. I also think there's a lot of situations where Burrow – when we've seen him go off the rails, it's really, really bad. And I, I think that's probably doubtful. But, again, when you're talking about defense, I'm not really worried about that. You just want opportunities. I think Cincinnati could throw the ball upwards of 40 times. Obviously, in lineups where you're not stacking Burrow, I don't mind rolling the dice and trying to fully leverage that stack against him with the Raiders defense. All right. I can dig it. I'm going to go with the Eagles. And I I don't want to – not even a homer thing outside of the fact that Trevor Simeon, man. like, And I don't know if if Kamara will be back. Maybe he will be. I don't really believe in this offense right now. The Eagles defense has looked a little bit better. Uh, they can get beat up a bit, but they're at home. They're, they're slight favorites in a low total game. What's the total? 42 points on this or something? So, yeah, I think the Eagles at 2,700 are actually a, a pretty solid defense. Wouldn't be surprised if they're relatively popular. So, uh, And maybe Darius Lake can scoop and score from 80 yards. Did you see Teddy just decide to make a business decision? He's smart. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> well, is he that smart? It's not like Slay's big. I don't well, know. They're I mean, the luxury of business. They're going to have a lot of business decision time when they're out of the playoffs because they don't <laughs> act like they're not a great team. That Denver needs these games. That's fair. I'm just saying that Teddy for himself is a, yes. is a little smart. He's there's no reason to get hurt right now and let Locke go out there. I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah, right. You'd love to see Drew Lock. <laughs> That'll do it for us, guys. Appreciate you as always. Uh, this is a fun show. We get to hang out on a Tuesday and talk about a slate that's not until Sunday, but. Uh, It's been a ton of fun, and we're going into week 11. So hit that thumbs up. 
Follow us on Twitter if you haven't done so yet. Uh, and if you're not using Twitter for sports information and news, you probably should be, whether it's football or specifically basketball. Jazz Raz DFS, double Z, single Z. Jordan Vanek DFS, Lafay underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Shout out to our boy Tyler Zander. Remember, check out all the free content on the site. Use the promo code NFL showed. Actually, why did they change it? NFL first look. All, I, all one word, all caps, get 25% off your first week of Awesome Plus. And of course, sign up on Yahoo, man. Use that link. It's free. You get $90 in return and a free sub. So we'll see you back here soon. Peace.